Hello. This podcast is a Bible-based podcast outreach for the men and women who serve every day in the front lines. To the police officers, firefighters, EMS personnel, nurses, dispatchers, correctional officers, veterans, and whoever else may be watching, thank you for being a part of this podcast, and thank you for your service. The book of Daniel, chapter number 3. And we're going to read the chapters, and it's going to be a little bit of a, a lengthy text, but we'll get through it. I'm glad each and every one of y'all were able to join us today, and I'm glad that y'all came out. And I'm glad that a thunderstorm cannot stop us. You know, the first, the first battle was the heat, and a pastor and I talked, and we said, we'll move it inside. It'll be fine. We'll work it out. We'll figure it out. So we did. And then I looked outside, and I said... Oh no, Pastor. The clouds are dark. That was thunder. Cooking's going to be fun. But we worked it out. And I'm glad each and every one of y'all were able to join us. Daniel chapter number 3. And we're going to start reading in verse 4. Up until this point, um, Nebuchadnezzar, the king at the time, he had made an image that was in, he had put out that Whenever the music played, the people of the land were to bow down before this image. Everybody, no matter what they were doing, they were supposed to stop. They were supposed to bow down. So in verse 4, Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whosoever falls not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people in the nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at that time certain childrens came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, and shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever falls not down and worshipeth that, he should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded that to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. I have made well. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast in the same hour in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it is so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will... Not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, 
and form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it won't be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound into their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, O true, true, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the, fourth, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servant to the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and the captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies... The fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in the fellowship once again, Lord. And we ask that you would hide me behind the cross, Lord. Give me the words that you want me to say, Lord. Lord, help me to, to reach these young people in a way only you can, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you would... If there's somebody here who doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, we ask that you would help them to come to know you, Lord. And we ask that you would get rid of all the distractions in this service, Lord. Watch over us and keep us protected. We ask this in your name. Amen. So Nebuchadnezzar, he made this, this statue. In, in verse 1 it says, Whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits, he had set it up. In plain of Gura in the province of Babylon. So, three score cubits in breadth there of six cubits. So, 90 feet high, 9 feet wide. So, 90 feet high, taller than pretty much anything in this area. You go into downtown Richmond, you might see some buildings that get up to 90 feet. But for the most part in this area, you're not going to see that in 9 feet wide. So Nebuchadnezzar made this decree that at the time, in verse 7, therefore at that time when all the people heard, or, I'm sorry, in verse 5, that at what time you hear the sound at the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackcloth, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image of Nebuchadnezzar, the king is set up. And then in verse 7, we see that the people fell down. I wonder if... If something like this were to happen today, how many would just fall down? Just say, God knows my heart. You know, it's, it's just to get by. It'll be okay. How many would just do it? All my friends are doing it. So, why shouldn't I? So, these three Jewish boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they took a stand. They said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall down. I'm not going to worship your image. And I don't think they were, they were blunt about it. And the Bible doesn't really say it, but I don't think they were in the middle of the street saying, no, I'm not going to do it. But in verse 8, 
we see that verse 8 through 10, somebody went to the king and told on him. That shows you that somebody's always watching. Even when you don't think somebody's watching, somebody's watching you. You know, we see it from, even from, I'll use camp as an example. At the start of camp, you know, the, all the adults were sitting in the back. We're watching. We can see how you slowly moved to the front. You slowly started making decisions for God. You slowly started to, to develop into young Christians. People outside see it too. And people who you don't think are watching are watching you. And they're going to be the first ones to say, well, aren't you a Christian? You know, you get around your group of friends. You get around your, your group of, of people. And... Uh, you know, I think about the firehouse. You know, at the firehouse, people watch me. And they, when, when I slip up in the slide and say, I'm thankful for this, well, that's not very Christian-like. What about your friends? Are you setting the example for them? Are you going to be that example of that Christian-like that they need? You might be the only source that somebody has. You know, some of you guys were at camp, and you remember two years ago I made the decision to leave Orange County so I could be more involved and I wouldn't miss Sundays. Well, now here we are two years later, and where am I at? I'm back in Orange County. I might be the only person who gets to witness to some of my coworkers. I might be the only person who they see. So for me, I feel like that's my ministry. You know, with the youth, but also to be a light at work. Some of y'all should have that ministry about school. Some of you all are in a brand new school this year. You're in a brand new school. Some of you moved up from elementary school to middle school. Some of you moved up from middle school to high school. This is your chance. I think about when 2006, when I moved from Stafford to, to Orange County, uh, Pastor Jed, he, he gave me this talk and he said, This is your chance. To change. This is your chance to go into a new start, positive attitude, be the light, be the example. I didn't do it. If anything, I acted worse. Don't be like me. Be the example for your friends. A lot of us made decisions at camp that we were going to be in our Bible more. Have we done that? Don't answer, just to yourselves. Have we done that? Some have said that we're going to be a better example for our friends. Have we done it? Some have said we're going to start going to church more. Have you been here? And don't get me wrong. I know sickness comes and, and things happen. So, But just, just think about it. If, if you could have been here, would you? When you got saved, you made a decision to stand for God. In Ephesians, chapter number 4, verse 19 to 24. Who being past feeling have given themselves unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have not heard him and have taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, 
and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So when you get saved, picture like this. You, there's a good illustration of two coats. You have an old coat and a new coat. The old coat, I'll, I'll take it a step further. My boots. These are new boots for work. They're uncomfortable. My new boots are uncomfortable because they're not broken. They're still tight. They're not conformed to my foot yet. The first day I tried to wear these at work, oh no, back in the old ones I went. They were in the trunk of my car. I wasted no time. Shift started at 7 o'clock. 7.05, I was in my old boots. We can't do that with our Christian lives. We have to take the old boots, kick them off, throw them aside. Don't go back to them and step into your new boots. Things are going to be uncomfortable. No matter what you do in life, no matter where you go, no matter who you're around, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. That's God working in you. That's change being made. I think about when I first got into the fire service, I was, I was backslidden quite a bit. And I was doing things I ought not do. And I started coming here. And I knew I had to change. So when I went out with my friends, it might have been, hey, take a sip of this. No, I'm good. And the comments people make, they don't think about it. They say I'm just joking. But it can be hurtful. They truly can. So you have to be ready for that. People are going to judge you by what you don't do. And eventually they might see the light and start judging you for the good. We see that the, the, the boys were reported to, to Nebuchadnezzar for not bowing. And when they're confronted about it, in verse 16 and 17, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king, in verse 18. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Look at their faith. They said, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to do what you want us to do. Either God's going to deliver us. If he doesn't, we're still not going to do it. But with confidence, they said, we are not careful to answer you. Basically saying, I don't have to tell you. God's going to deliver me. I know who's in my corner. They took a stand to the king. Some of you, uh, some of you have uh, some... You know, you're not really in a Christian home. Some of you, you're split between a Christian home and a not. What about when you're in that not Christian home? Are you taking a stand? Hey, I want to be in church. Hey, I want to be there. I know it's hard. When I was growing up, I was a bus kid. For those of you who don't know, um, I rode a bus. And when I messed up in school or when, when I did something wrong... That was my punishment. I couldn't go to church. Because that was the only thing that worked. That mom saw. 
She could beat me till I was bruised. It didn't work. I was a knucklehead. Still am. But when it came to missing church, that's where it got me the most. So that's one of my challenges to you all is to, to take that stand even in the home. Take the stand in school in front of your friends. Live for God in school and take the stand when you're at home. So we see that Nebuchadnezzar, when, when he heard this, that's when he said, hey, go outside. Heat that furnace up seven times more than what it is. Now, how many of our guys here have uh, done the wood furnace? It gets pretty hot, right? Sometimes you can't tell on Sunday mornings when you walk through the door. But it gets pretty hot when it gets going. And so just imagine the temperature gauge on that. When you first open that door and that heat blasts you in the face, seven times that. Yes, I'm a fireman, but I don't know how hot it is. It doesn't have a temperature gauge. So, and then he commanded his biggest, strongest men. So I picture guys, you know, big, tough guys walking up. And the guys like Caleb and Luke just sitting in the back like, oh, not our turn. It'll be okay. So we see that when they, they bound up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they threw him in the fire, Nebuchadnezzar took out his strongest men. It says in, in verse 21, then these men were bound in their coats, their hosts in their hats, in their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace was seemingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So when we skip ahead, I'll get to this verse again later, but for now, we, we see that the fourth man, there was a fourth man in the fire and they're walking out. So we see that the ones who stood for God got delivered out of the fire. The ones who were throwing them to the fire, who were against God, taken out. God's going to protect his people. It gets hard, and sometimes, you know, life throws challenges. But in John, it says that you cannot be plucked from my hand. I, I think of the illustration. I'm going to borrow William Marcus, Mr. Stewart. I'll give the cap back, I promise. Life's going to be full of storms and fiery trials. Especially when you get saved. Especially when you get out of the, those of you who are in a Christian home and 
you have a drug problem, mom and dad drag you to, drug you to church every Sunday. Those of you in that situation, it's easy now. Wait till you're out. You know, that had a long night at work. I, I'm, I'm really guilty of this. Up all night at work. 6.30 rolls around. Snooze. 7 o'clock rolls around. Snooze. 8 o'clock. Oh, I'm not going to make it for choir practice, but I'll be there for Sunday school if I get ready now. Oh, I turned that one off. Oh, I fell back asleep. 10.45, my phone's going off. Pastor, where are you at? Uh-oh. It's easy to fall into the world. It's easy to fall into the things of the world and to, and to just say, eh, one week. What's one week? But that one week, you hurt a lot of people. You do. I think about even, even with my scheduling, people knowing that I'm going to be out still hurts some people because they, they might not remember. My phone lights up because people miss you. Hey, didn't see you in church today. Hope everything's okay. Hey, didn't see you in church today. Everything's okay. And then you come back uh, gospel teens. So my schedule, I work three Sundays, I'm off for six. So three Sundays, I'm gone. I come back on that fourth Sunday and they're just happy to see you. And that's how we are with you guys. You know, when you're not here for Sunday school, while well, Mr. Stewart enjoys my company and sitting by me in Sunday school class, it still hurts. And other people notice too. So that's challenge number three. I didn't plan on giving challenges. But that's challenge number three. Be here Sunday for Sunday school. If you're in the choir, be here at 9 o'clock for choir practice. If you're not in the choir but you can sing, be here at 9 o'clock for choir practice. We see in verse 26, and this is my last point. Then Nebuchadnezzar came. Near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire, and the princes, governors, and the captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, shall these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was the hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of the fire had passed on them. God delivered them out of the fire. God allowed them to go into the fire. The, the Bible says that there's not going to be times when you're not put into a fire. The Bible doesn't say that you're not going to be tested. It just says that you're not going to be plucked out of my hand. So the devil can get a hold of you. He can shake you up. He can get you off course. But God never let go. Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it feels that that way that no one was there to I think about a dear friend of mine who I volunteer with I talked to her earlier this week she, she's had some stuff going on and she said I, I just feel like God's not there Wait. if God loves me why would he allow this to happen again it doesn't, the Bible doesn't say that things aren't going to get hard we're told that we're not going to be put into things we can't handle. So if God puts a challenge in your life, you can handle it. You just have to keep faithful. How do I do that? 
Be in your Bible. Some of the chapters are longer, but typically you spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes in your Bible, you can get at least a chapter done. I'm a slow reader and I can do two. Unless it's one of the long psalm ones. But get in your Bible. If you don't know where to start, first John. It's only five chapters. Yeah, it's only five chapters. That's a good place to start. Or my favorite thing that I do sometimes, I just grab my Bible, pop it open, point, and that's where I start. At the beginning of the chapter. And usually I get something out of it. No, no matter where you start reading, you're going to get something out of it. Pray. If your prayer life's not in check, you're not going to be in check. Prayer is so important. And again, this is something else that prior to this year, I, I, really, I really had a hard time with. Because, oh no, I'm up, I'm up late. Got to run. No. Take five minutes. Spend it with God. It'll be okay. Take, take time and, and get in your Bible and pray to God and, and have a conversation with Him. My best conversations with God are when I'm driving. And people look at me like I got 15 heads. I'm in there having a good old time in my car. I tell you, if you could pull my dash cam, you'd have a laugh, I'm sure. But that's the best time. Because it's just you. It's just you and God. It also keeps you humble when somebody cuts you off. Be in your Bible. Pray. Take a stand for God this year in school. Or at home. Or wherever it might be. No matter how hard. Think about camp. I know some of y'all are tired. Camp, camp, camp. It was a month ago. It was a month ago. But it's what we have for the next 11 months until we go back. Just stay in your Bible. Stay in church. A lot of us have told you this. If you need a way to church, call us. We got vehicles. We got a van. <laughs> we got a bus. I want to fill it. But it can happen. Think about the commitments you made during camp. Think about what you said. Was Thank you for being a part of the word, the strongest part of the badge podcast. It is our hope that you have been encouraged through today's episode. Please reach out to us and let us know how it has blessed you at the word strongest part of the badge at gmail.com or on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in and God bless.